Hey there, Angry Faithful. I just wanted to drop in, bend your ear a little bit, get your attention. So if you're not listening, drop what you're doing and pay attention to me. Because I'm here to inform you that not only can you get your daily, maybe if you're binging it, I'm not sure, that's entirely up to you, but you can multiply your doses of angry me fuckery by paying attention to all of the platforms upon which you can find either the dulcet tones of my voice and David's voice or my pretty face and David's not-so-pretty face. Anyways, digressing, we, not only on we are on YouTube, we are on Spotify, we're on Rumble, we're on Google, Apple Podcast. We have a TikTok page. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, Facebook. So if you find yourself fuckery deprived, curl up with a nice hot mug of shut the fuck up and just listen. Open those ear holes and be prepared to be cream pied like it's the first time. Thanks for listening. Welcome, Angry Faithful. Yeah, we're going live on this. I figured out a couple of new little uh, Nick Tech stuff to do. Uh, let me go ahead, because we can also go live on uh, Facebook, but I'm going to set everything up. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Fuck, yeah. I don't have to pay attention to that. Yeah, meanwhile, Johnny's over here playing with his new technology, because... I forgot. Uh, I can use my phone. The the, the uh, iOS beta program for Apple. <laughs> I got the new Mac OS, and I can use my iPhone as a camera. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, forgot I had something's going on with uh Facebook. Uh huh. Where it uh automatically because I usually have my stuff to go dark. Right. Right. Well. What ended up happening was uh, what ended up happening was everything. Er, every time I do like a photo or something like that, I ended up uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it? It would go back to the regular uh, style. So. I ended up changing the password. Yeah. So I did that. It still didn't work. So I don't think, I think it's just, uh, uh, there we go. I think it's just a mess up on, uh, 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 the program for right now. All right, this is stupid of me. Do uh, how do you spell psycho? Is it crap? Um, P S C H Y O or Y C O. You realize that now people are, are seeing the depth and the width of our. Uh, oh, I totally get that. They know how much I, uh, how ineptitude. 
My name's Jeff. <laughs> Psychos and sociopaths. I'm a potato. Psychos and sociopaths. There we go. I'll just do it that way. Yeah, I have to Google search shit because my intelligence is not there. And I am also because, you know, my days are filled with packing and cleaning and, and going back and forth from here to the new house. Getting closer, everybody. Getting so close. All right. Um, you want me to go ahead and start off and like read? Yeah, go ahead and uh, start doing that stuff. Okay. Um, April 20th, 1999. Let's let the scene here. School shooting and attempted bombing occurred at Columbine High School in Columbine, Colorado. Um, the, uh, the, the shooters, the, the perpetrators, as it were, 12th grade students. They were seniors, Eric Harris and Dylan Kelbold. Kelbold? Uh, Kel- yeah, let's just say that. Um, excuse me, murdered 12 students and one teacher. Ten of those students were killed in the library where Harris and Kleibold uh, uh, subsequently committed suicide. Now, 21 additional people were injured by gunshots and gunfire was also exchanged with the police. Now, another three people were injured trying to escape. And at that time, it was the deadliest high school shooting in U.S. history. Um, it, they, you know, it has the dubious distinction of being the, the route that dozens of copycat killings um, uh, took after. It's called the Columbine Effect. Uh, including many deadlier shootings across the world. Now, the word Columbine has become synonymous uh, for school shootings. Now, the two suspects, or the two shooters, rather, had intended for the attack to be primarily a bombing and secondarily a shooting. Now, the the, the homemade devices, the IEDs that they had put together failed to detonate, and it forced them into shooting up the school. Uh, Two bombs were set up as diversions at another location away from the school, one of which partially detonated now the motive remains inconclusive and if i remember correctly it was because they were being uh they, they felt that they were being bullied and things of that nature they were kind of outsiders um but they had planned the attack for at least a year and hoped to have a large number of victims now the police were slow to enter the school and were heavily criticized for not intervening and during the shooting um now the inner uh and and that seems to be the prevailing complaint for for every shooting since then. Um, more recently, the Uvalde shooting. Uh, but uh, now the incident resulted in the introduction of the uh, AIRD tactic. Um, now, what that is, it's immediate action, rapid deployment. Now, the tactic, which is used in active shooter situations, uh, Columbine also resulted in an increased emphasis on school security with zero tolerance policies being put into place. Debates and moral panic were sparked all over um, you know, the American gun culture and gun control laws. Uh, you know, it, it, anytime we have a shooting, whether they seem to be legitimate or whether they seem to be staged by one special interest group or another, um, yes, I went down that road. Don't at me. Um, it, it just kind of the, the panic that kind of washes over the law abiding gun owner crowd is that now, okay, now they're going to come for my guns. Um, you know, and I'm included in that. It's like every time somebody reports a shooting somewhere, you can almost bet dollars to donuts that 
within 30 to 45 minutes, you're going to hear one Democrat politician or another, whether, you know, regardless of what their ranking is in the, the hierarchy, talking about stricter gun control laws, banning guns altogether. It, ladies and gentlemen, that is not that's not the solution. Um, instead of going after law abiding people, we need to go after black markets. We need to go after, uh, you know, you know, street sales, things of that nature. But, you know, we, I, I guess America we also, is not we also ready need for that start. TED Talk as a whole. Yeah, and it's also we need more uh, tactics for. Uh, yeah, the, the you know, the, the police, the police departments. Now, the, one of the conversations that I had with a friend of mine who uh, who is also a, a law enforcement official, um, we had discussed. The fact that school resource officers are employed by the police department, and it, it, he referred to them as cosplay cops. There are people who, who who join the police force specifically for the sole purpose of getting school duties because it's a it's a quote unquote cake job. They can cruise, they can ride out their twenty till retirement, and they don't have, really have to do any kind of actual police work. Um, I know that uh, here in the county where I live. Um, that you can get a certification as a peace officer and you can apply with the school district as a security officer. So you're employed by the school district. Um, so that, you know, that may be one, uh, one method of, of relieving the strain on police departments because, you know, part of the slow response time that a lot of departments have is the fact that they don't have the manpower. Yeah. Um, without pulling without pulling away from other set you know whether precincts without pulling away from other other beats um well it's also that uh, a lot of times uh, well a lot of times i mean unless you get the like the larger police departments uh like los angeles dallas things of that nature where they've got a specialized ARD team or a swat team a lot of times those smaller departments or sheriff's offices those swat teams are comprised of regular patrol officers who have to come in off of their beat to gear up for a SWAT mission. So yeah, that may be something that, that like, can be looked uh, at. There, yeah. there is a town, there is a town in uh, North Carolina. I think it is uh, one of the Carolinas. I'm pretty sure it was North Carolina. The police force just quit. Hey, it yeah. Was I think, I think town. I remember hearing that. Yeah. And it but, was a small town and everything like that. Yeah. But let's now, go ahead and uh, yeah. So in addition to the gun control laws and everything like that, it forced Americans to look at high school cliques, subcultures, you know, i.e., like the goths, uh, the stoners, the tweakers, the jocks, you know, the the, the rednecks, things like that. Um, and 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 really kind of forced a spotlight specifically on school bullying, as well as teenage use of antidepressants, the internet. You know, they they want to violence and video games on that as is kind of like they're the, the tip of the spear and and that's really that's kind of a stickman argument um well, I, actually, things of that nature. I actually got the uh butt in that bullshit right what right after it happened only because mm -hmm. in our high school we were known as the trench coat mafia and i'll tell you the reason why people call us the trench coat mafia one we you all were trench coats two the reason why we watched trench coat is because at that time frame, we all uh, watched Highlander, the TV show, and guess what he wore? Mm -hmm. A trench coat. That's the whole reason. And then uh, one of the guys that we knew and uh, at that time frame, 
uh, we would just go. Uh, this was one of the time frame when I was in the Air Force. A uh, buddy of mine uh, just started in the Navy. Uh, we we were going through our stuff and everything. Uh, luckily, I got my uh, my stuff where I didn't have to get uh, uh, my secret clearance and everything like that, so I can do my job. Mm-hmm. And uh, what it ended up happening is this stupid. We're at the 30. Yeah. Well, this stupid fuck decided to make a newsletter of saying, I was like, oh, yeah, David, uh, David Dickerman's part of the Trenchcoat Mafia uh, Abilene chapter. And this one, this I, a total newsletter. And all all of us that was in the military we ended up taking leave that weekend. And I talked to my first sergeant in the FBI and OS, uh, OSS, uh, no, OSI, OSI about all this bullshit. And they're like, is this something? I was like, yeah, we're, we're, can I get uh, anonymity on this bullshit? Because I just don't want you to know something. He's like, go ahead. At the time I was underage, I was like, dude, all we do is drink and fucking just play video games all night. That's us. That's all. What kind of video? It came to that point. It's like, what kind of video game? Do you play? I'm like, oh, we, we play uh, Smash Brothers and uh, Mario Kart, sir. And, and my first sergeant was like, I'm telling you this right now. He he's not being bullied. He has a mouth on him, but he's a good guy. I I, I don't have hear anything from from him, of course. And, and, and my stupid ass was like, well, sir, you know. Sometimes you just don't know a person, and it's evidence of what what happened with this. It's like, dude, shut up! You're not fucking, uh, fucking making your case go through good. Yeah, and see the, the thing, it was the same we thing. Had the, we had the FBI on our tell. Kenny will tell you that he had a FBI van outside of his uh, house for like probably about two to three weeks, thinking we we're going to do something fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and that was a thing too, uh, where I was at with the hundred first. I mean, you would see memos coming down from. From division that you know it was like okay if you know anybody who's part of a an extremist group blah 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 and it all popped up around that time where you know they were basically like cid yeah i've got no love lost with cid trust me um but they, they were looking for anything and everything yeah and well, it's like what they're doing. The, pro- right the problem with CID, you know, CID, they're part-time cops and they're even part, they're even more part-time soldiers. And I mean, you could all, I mean, anytime anybody, any, anytime any of us had dealings with CID, we'd always be like, when's the last time your boots saw the field, you know? And it's just, it's, it's crap, but it, it's, it's the knee jerk reaction. And, it, and it's, second nature almost where you look at reasons to point the finger at somebody just so that way you can feel like you're doing your part of the due diligence kind of a thing. And it's, and it's bad, man. It really is. We're all guilty of it. And, you know, I mean, whether you're on one side of the prison or the other, you know, and it's like anytime there's a mass shooting, like I said, it's just like you were just waiting for the first Democrat to come up and talk about banning guns again. And, you know, I mean, 
so that's that's a knee-jerk reaction. It's like, okay, there was a shooting. What's the over-under on the first banning guns comment from a Democrat, you know? And, and it, it, it just, every, like I said, everybody's guilty of it. But instead of the knee-jerk reactions, you know, we, we need to figure out ways to not necessarily take guns out of the hands of legal gun owners but or or even i mean yeah we need to address some kind of you know gun control as as it relates to this the illegal sales of weapons but not well not we'll, not not, really... not what the media would have us believe that it's supposed to be you know and it's like okay the war on drugs okay we didn't fare that one very well. We actually kind of lost that one. Um, well, it's also the basic fact that nobody wants to do. Okay. They want to take away the easy way out instead uh, of the hard way out of dealing with middle, uh, middle instability. That's the whole. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And that's, that's, where that's, I was struggling to get over this. Speed bump. this. Yeah. And we can go on and on about this and we'll, we'll deal with that on Sunday. This is the reason why I'm doing it now and Sunday, what we do with uh, we, we are going to uh, tackle this cop uh, topic on Sunday. Like I ain't tackling a cop. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but I'm not catching a charge for you, David. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going to tackle, tackle this topic on Sunday with uh, uh, Tobu. We're going to go out to the range. We're going to have some fun out there. Uh, Johnny's going to steal Billy stuck in. Houston, while we go have uh, aromatherapy. But let's get this uh, case and everything like that. Now, the two people that actually did this was Eric Harris and Dylan uh, Kleibold. Kleibold. It's Kleibold. Okay. But, yeah, so, I mean, so with Eric Harris, he was born April 9th of 81. Um, He was born in Wichita, Kansas. His family relocated often because his dad was an Air Force transport pilot. So his dad flew C-130s, most likely. His mom was a homemaker. They moved from their uh, home in Plattsburgh, New, uh, New York, to Littleton, Colorado, in ninety-three, July of ninety-three, where his father, re- uh, when his reti- uh, father retired from military service. Now, the Harris family lived in rented accommodations for the first three years that they lived in the Littleton area. Now, during the time, he attended uh, Ken Carroll Middle School, and Harris met Kleibold um, in ninety-six. Now, the Harris family purchased a home south of Columbine High School, and his older brother attended college at the University of Colorado Boulder. Um, do, do you want to do Kleibold? Uh, Dylan uh, Kleibold uh, was born in Lakewood, Colorado. His parents were pacifists and attended the Lutheran Church where uh, with the children, both Dylan and his other brother, uh, Brandon, uh, attending uh, confirmation classes in uh, cadence with the Lutheran tradition. As had been uh, the case with his older brother, uh, Cobbett was named a- after a renowned poet. In his case, the playwright Dylan D- uh, Thomas. At the family home, uh, the Kybolts also observed some rituals in keeping with Kybolts' uh, maternal uh, grandfather's Jewish heritage. Uh, Kybolt uh, attended Normal Elementary in Littleton, Colorado, for the first two grades before transferring to uh, Governor's Ranch Elementary and became part of the CHIPS, the Challenge High Intelligent uh, Potential Students Program. Now, on the criminal no. history, 
Yeah, go ahead. On the criminal history on this, in uh, 1996, 15-year-old Eric Harris created a private website on AOL. Ooh, that brings us back. Uh, American Online, the old dial-up. I mean, you could you probably still find those discs and shoot them, uh, shoot them and use them as a uh, uh, target practice. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, was, he he set up he set up uh, basically. Um, he he set up basically like servers for games like Doom, Doom Two, Quake, um, yeah. all first person shooters. Um, you know it. Okay. In in of it in of itself, that's it, the fact that the guy was intelligent enough back then to set up something like that before that service really existed. Um, hey, you know he should have gotten a pat on the back and been encouraged. Um, but as David is fixing it to uh, elaborate, it, it it eventually led into other things. Yeah. Uh, it was initially to host levels Harris created uh, for use of first-person shooter Doom and Quake. Uh, on the uh, on the site, Harris began uh, uh, began a blog uh, to include details about Harris sneaking out of the house to cause mischief and vandalism, such as lighting fireworks with his friend uh, Dylan Kybolt and others. Uh, beginning in the 1997. The blog post began to show the first signs of Harris' anger against society. By the end of the year, the site contained instructions on how to make explosives. Harris' site attached a uh, few visitors and caused no concern until August 1997. Harris ended, uh, ended a blog post detailing murderous fantasies with all, uh, all I want to do is kill and injure uh, as many of you as I can, especially a few people like Brooks Brown, a classmate of his. After Brown's parents viewed the site, they contacted the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office on August 7, 1997. An investigator uh, wrote a draft uh, affiliated to request a search warrant for Harris' household, but it was uh, never submitted to the judge. So that, that was, uh, it, in, I hate to say this, in a lot of these mass shooting uh uh, cases nothing against the law or anything like that we we love our blue brothers and our red white and blue brothers uh but in most of these cases uh even dealing with mass shootings or any kind of serial killers that we go on this sh uh show it ends up that people's been talking and i don't know if that's the right terminology but people have been talking there we go uh better words uh, people have been talking about the instability of these people and because of the law and how it's the, the red tape that you have to go through, it, it, it didn't act in time. It was the same instance with 9-11. We had all the information and everything, but no one could connect all the dots because of all the red tape going through uh, different uh, 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 departments. But uh, on uh, January 30th, 1998, Harris and Cobalt were arrested for breaking into a white van parked nearby Littleton and stealing tools and computer equipment. They would uh, subsequently attend a uh, joint court hearing 
where they pleaded guilty for felony theft. The judge sentenced uh, them to juvenile detention program. As a result, both uh, delinquents uh, attended mandatory uh, classes such as anger management, anger management, and talked with uh, diversity officers. Sorry. Uh, uh, several weeks in the program on uh, and put on probation. And in their writing, shortly after the court hearing uh, for the bra- uh, ban break-in, God, I'm talking too fast. I need to slow it down a little bit. Sorry, folks. Uh, Harris uh, revisited his website back uh, to just hosting uh, user-created levels of doom. He began to write his thoughts down on a, and on journals instead. In both of these journals, uh, Harris and Cobalt would later plot the attack. Soon after beginning his uh, ju- uh, beginning his journal, Harris typed out one plan of attack, which included uh, after the massacre poss- uh, possibly escaping to a foreign country or hijacking an aircraft. Jesus Christ! Could you could you could you imagine that? I was like, hey, we're gonna I, this. Is, how you feel, boys? Feel about Mexico? <laughs> we're going to Mexico, everybody. <laughs> no, but he was talking about crashing that plane into New York City. So he was know. doing something early. So yeah, yeah. He had he had a prophecy all around. That's so fucking dark. Mm-hmm. Kelball had uh, had already been keeping a personal. You know what's really sad, and my thought is is. Uh, because one of them is Jewish and everything like that. It's like, well, you beat the fucking Muslim. Uh, you would have beat the Muslims to it. Yeah. Yeah, I went there. My my mind is hateful at times and weird. We all know this. Uh, Kabbalah was, uh, Kelbalt had, had, uh, da, 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 da. Harris also made entries in topics uh, such, that, uh, such as his sexuality in his journal where he described the desire uh, for sex with the women and especially his desire of raping and torturing uh, them in the bedroom. Harris also uh, expressed interest in cannibalism and stated that he would like uh, to dismember a woman whom he had sex with. So Jesus. They, they, yeah. Uh, Harris and uh, Cabal also uh, used their schoolwork to foreshadow the massacre. They both displayed uh, themes of violence in their creative writing projects. In December 1997, Harris uh, wrote a paper on school shootings titled Gun in Schools, Gun in School, uh, and a poem that, and a poem from a perspective of the bullet. Uh, Cabalt wrote a short story about a man killing students, which uh, worried his teacher so much that she alerted his parents. Both th- th- this is this is what's really sad about this whole thing is it from looking at all the ever evidence now they had a lot of foreshadowing, but like I said, be- because of the red tape, they couldn't do anything. They had foreshadowed. They had the evidence. And because they hadn't there, there's a difference between planning a crime and doing the crime. They, yeah, most, most cops would tell you that sadly enough, they can't do anything until after the fact. 
Yeah. yeah. That's any kind of law enforcement, which we'll talk to Tansy about it. Uh, both had also uh, actively researched war and murder. For one project, Harris wrote a paper on the Nazis and Cobalt wrote a paper on Charles Manson. In a uh, psychological uh, class, Harrison wrote, he dreamed of going uh, on a shooting spree with Cobal. Harris Journal describes several exper- uh, experimental bomb detonations. Near a year before the massacre, Cobalt wrote a message in Harris' 1998 yearbook, Killing, him, uh, killing Enemies, Blowing Up Stuff. Killing cops, my wrath for uh, January's incident will be godlike, not to mention our revenge in the commons. Yeah, commons, commons is uh, what slacker. a lot of people refer to the commons as the cafeteria. Yeah. All right, bud. Okay. Uh, um, let me let me see if. Hold now, on. okay, this you this is the part where it gets Harry, funny. You go ahead and uh, do what you do. Okay, so. Harris and Kleibel were both enrolled in video production classes. Uh, they kept five videotapes that were recorded with school video equipment. Now, only two of these, Hitman for Hire and Rampart Range, were part of a th- and part of a third known as radioactive clothing, have been released. Now, the remaining three tapes detail their plans and reasons for the massacre, including the ways that they hid their weapons and deceived their parents. Uh, most of these were shot in the Harris fam- family basement, and thus known as the basement tapes. Now, 30 minutes before the attack, they made a final video saying goodbye and apologizing to their friends and families. In December of 99, nobody else had seen them. Or before anybody else had seen them, Time Magazine published an article on these tapes. Victims' families member to, in fact, their, their, mem- their families threatened to sue Jefferson County. As a result, the uh, select victims' families and journalists were allowed to see them. And they were then kept from the public indefinitely for fear of inspiring future mass massacres. Now, the tapes have since been destroyed, and there are only transcripts of some of the dialogue in a short clip recorded uh, uh, by by one of the victim's fathers. Okay, let me, Her- let me let me go ahead and see if I can do this. Here's one of the tapes. Yeah, that's coming through really, really disjointed and broken. Well, that that's actually the audio. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, it, it's very uh, choppy on that, folks. Uh, sorry about that. I just wanted – I saw that, and I had a idea of – what we could do with this but that's yeah. the audio with that it, it sorry if it's uh choppy but yeah now later on they uh, they had to uh, make an ad for a business in their economics class now they made the video called hitman for hire on december 8th of 98 which was released in february of 2004 now it depicts them as part of the trench coat mafia um it was a click in high school they all wore black trench coats go figure um, extorting money for protecting props from bullies. Now, they weren't part of the trench coat mafia, but they were friends with some of its members. Now, they did wear trench coats on the day of the massacre, and the video seemed kind of like a dress rehearsal showing them walking the halls of the school and shooting bullies outside with faint guns. Now, on October 21st, 1st of 03, 
the video was a video was released showing the pair doing target practice um, in the foothills known as Rampart Range, which is one of the tapes that were released uh, with the weapons that they was used. Now there is a, a, a tape out there called the Nixon tape. Now before the massacre, Harris left a micro cassette labeled Nixon on the kitchen table, and on it he said it's less than nine nine hours now. Placing the recording at some time during around 2.30 a.m., he went on to say, people will die because of me, and it will be a day that will be remembered forever. Now, <laughs> this is the part that that I kind of raise my eyebrows, and I'm like, eh, really? They pulled it off at that. So the guns that they used, um, two, two 9mm uh, firearms, two 12-gauge shotguns. Now, <laughs> Harris had purchased a high point 995 carbine think about that folks uh, a high point no um no wonder nobody likes high points well i mean it's just a wonder that he got off as many shots as he did um he bought 10 or 13 10 round magazines and a savage springfield 67h pump shot a pump action shotgun now he um Klebold used a nine millimeter uh inter tech tech nine a semi-auto handgun with 152 and 132 and 128 round magazine. Um, most likely the drum magazines. Stevens mm-hmm. had a 311 Delta double barrel shotgun. Um, Harris's shotgun was shaved, uh, sawed off to around 26 inches, and Clybold shortened his shotgun length 26 inches. And that's a felony under the uh, NFA. Um, the National Firearms Act. For those of you keeping score at home, um, November 22nd of 98, their friend Robin Anderson purchased the carbine rifle and two shotguns for the pair at the Tanner Gun Show. As they were too young to legally purchase the guns themselves after the attack, she told investigators that she had believed the pair wanted the items for target shooting and that she had no prior knowledge of, her, of their plans. Now, she was not charged. Um, what she should have been charged with, though, is a, uh, what was it called? Is a, uh, um, um, I think stick it's, sale, I, I think, or a stick man sale, or something like that. Yeah, and, straw man, straw straw man sale. That's what it is. So I mean, she should have, at the very least, been charged with that because she wasn't related to either one of them. She was a friend or something to that effect. Yeah, and but she hadn't. I mean, she she should have been charged under that by itself. Um. Because that's just something you can't do. Like, if I were to purchase an AR-15 or build one, I could give it to my son. But I'm the one that it's legally registered to until he comes of legal age when I can give him a bill of sale. You know, that, and, and you know, he can buy it from me and we can do it, do it through the legal route, do the paperwork necessary. But, you know, or if, if you're going to take your, you know, your son or daughter hunting, like with a rifle or shotgun. You're the one who has to legally own that weapon. Now they have to go through the hunter safety courses and everything like that in case a game warden comes up and they've got all the legal paperwork. But as far as the, Unless the you're person in, military now. Do what now? Uh you're you're right, but unless you're like prior service, then Well, uh, I'm talking about as far as the minor is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's it's uh you know, it, it's it, she she should have been charged under that alone. Now, 
Harrison Kleibold both held part-time jobs at the local Blackjack Pizzeria, but through Philip Duran, a co-worker, Kleibold bought a Tech 9 handgun from Mark Maines for $500 at another gun show on January 23rd. Now, Maines uh, and Maines' girlfriend and Duran are all in the Rampart Range video. After the massacre, Maines and Duran were both prosecuted. Each was charged with supplying a handgun to a minor in possession of a sawed-off shotgun. Now, Maines and Duran were sentenced to a total of six years and four and a half years in prison, respectively. So good, they handled that properly, but they should have gone after <clears throat> they should have gone after Robin Anderson. So, but uh, now, in addition to the firearms, the complex and highly planned attack involved ieds or improvised explosive devices now harris and Clybold constructed a total of 99 bombs think about that this they included pipe bombs carbon dioxide cartridges filled with gunpowder called crickets molotov cocktails and propane tanks converted to bombs now the bomb propane bombs were used in the cafeteria in their cars and in another location as a diversion now for ignition they used storm matches, cannon fuses, and model rocket igniters, as as well as as well as timing devices built from mechanical alarm clocks for the propane bombs. Now, during the massacre, they carried match strikers taped to their forearms for easy ignition of the pipe bombs and CO2 bombs. Now, Harris also experimented with napalm and envisioned a kind of a backpack and flamethrower. Uh, they both attempted to get another friend and coworker, Chris Morris, who was part of the Trenchcoat Mafia, to keep the napalm at his house, but he refused. Good on him. Harris also tried to recruit him to be a third shooter, but it, but would play it off as a joke when he was rebuked. So, yeah. hindsight being 2020, Mr. Morris should have gone forward. Now, um, the Harris's website contains instructions on making pipe bombs and Molotovs using uh, and the and extensive use of shrapnel. Now, Harris's father once discovered one of his pipe bombs. Harris's journal logged the creation of 25 pipelines. Now, I want to know, well, if your dad found one, what did he do about it? You know, now, Clybold scared his co-workers by once bringing a pipe bomb into work. They would give various nicknames to their pipe bombs. After the massacre, two pipe bombs had been left in Clybold's bedroom, one named Vengeance and another Atlanta, presumably after the Atlantic Park bombing. Um, they had in their possession eight propane tanks, all converted into bombs. Uh, the weekend before the shooting, Harrison Clevel bought two propane tanks and another and other supplies from a hardware store. They bought six propane tanks on the morning of the attack. Uh, Harris was caught on a Texaco gas station security camera around 9.12 a.m. that morning buying a blue rhino propane tank. Uh, both cafeteria bombs included a single 20-pound tank uh, attached to pipe bombs and supporting gasoline canisters alongside. Both car bombs were made from two 20-pound propane tanks, pipe bombs, and various containers filled with gasoline and were spread throughout vehicles. Eight pipe bombs were placed in Clybold's car and one in Harris's. Harris and Clybold were both equipped with knives, but investigators do not believe that they ever utilized them during the massacre. Harris had a boot knife on his on his belt and a Kyber, and, and a Kyber pass, a machete, a Bowie knife, uh, taped to the back of his ankle. Both had an R referencing uh, Harris's. Uh, both had an R referencing Harris's alias Reb or Reb etched into the handle, and the machete had a swastika on the sheath. Flybold had a Cobra knife mounted in his on his belt on the left side, as well as a switchblade in his right pocket. Now, as far as the massacre was concerned, according to the shooters' perspective, respective journals, 
and videotapes, it's believed that by investigators that the pair had intended, intended to detonate their propane bombs in the cafeteria at the busiest lunch hour, killing hundreds of students. After this, they would shoot and stab survivors as well as lob bombs. Bombs set in their cars in the parking lot would also eventually detonate, killing more students as well as possibly any police officers, paramedics, firemen, or reporters who had come to the school. However, this failed to occur since the bombs in the cafeteria and cars failed to detonate. Uh, several office, officialist sources claim that they planned to shoot the fleeing survivors from the parking lot, but moved to the staircase on the hill at the west side of the school when the bombs failed. Other sources claim to uh, the top of the uh, staircase where the massacre began was their preferred spot to wait for the bombs to go off all along. A total of 188 rounds of ammunition were fired by both perpetrators during the shooting, firing nearly twice as much as Clybold. Harris fired his carbine rifle a total of 96 times, 47 shots outside and 36 inside, and 13 shots in the library. Harris also discharged his shotgun 25 times, 21 in times in the library and four inside. Bible fired the Tech 9 55 times, three shots outside, 31 inside, and 21 in the library. Bible also fired 12 rounds from his double barrel shotgun, twice outside, four times inside, and six in the library. Law enforcement office, uh, officials fired 141 rounds during exchanges of gunfire with them. Now, on the planning of the bombs on Tuesday morning, April 20th of 99, Harrison Clybold placed two duffel bags in the cafeteria. Each bag contained propane bombs set to detonate during the A lunch shift, which began at 11.15. No witnesses recalled seeing the duffel bags being added to the 400 or so backpacks that were already in the cafeteria. The security staff at CHS did not observe the bags being placed in the cafeteria, and a custodian was replacing the school's security videotape around 11.14. Shortly after the massacre, police speculated that the bombs were placed during this tape change. They also investigated whether the bombs were placed during the after-prom party held the weekend prior. And some of the internet sleuths claim that the bomb placement can be seen on the surveillance video around 10.58. Maris and Clybold are seen in the tapes planting the bombs in, the, in casual school clothes separately. Jefferson Davis, or Jefferson County uh, Sheriff's de de Deputy Neil Gardner was assigned to the high school as a full-time school resource officer. Gardner usually ate lunch with the students in the cafeteria, but on April 20th, he was eating lunch in his patrol car at the northwest corner of the campus watching students in the smoker's pit in Clement Park, a meadow adjacent to the school. Two backpacks were filled with pipe bombs, aerosol canisters, and small propane bombs were also placed in a field about three miles south of uh, uh, Columbine High School and two miles south of the fire station. The bombs were intended as a diversion to draw firefighters and emergency personnel away from the school. Only the pipe bombs and one of the aerosol canisters detonated, causing a small fire, which was quickly extinguished by the fire department. It went off after uh, first having been moved. Bomb technicians immediately examined the bombs and relayed to police at the school the possibility of devices with motion activators. Harrison Clapple changed clothes and returned separately to Columbine High School. Harris parked his vehicle in the junior student parking lot, and Clybold parked in the adjoining senior parking lot. School cafeteria was their primary bomb target. The cafeteria had a long outside window wall, ground-level doors, and was just north of the senior parking lot. The school was located above the cafeteria in the second story of the window wall. Each, each car contained bombs. 
As Harris pulled into the parking lot, he encountered classmate Brooks Brown, with whom he had recently patched up a long series, a long-standing series of disputes. Now, according to Brown, who was smoking a cigarette, he was surprised to see Harris, whom he'd noted that had been absent from a class test. Brown confronted Harris about missing the test. Harris seemed unconcerned, commenting, it doesn't matter anymore. Harris went on, Brooks, I like you now. Get out of here. Go home. Brown, feeling uneasy and already prepared to skip his next class, walked down South Pier Street. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Do you remember that scene? You remember that scene from, uh, what was it? Uh, Billy Madison. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad I called. I'm so glad I called him. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Harrison Clybold armed themselves using straps and webbing to conceal weapons beneath their trench coats. They lugged bags containing bombs and ammunition. Harris had concealed a shotgun in one of the bags beneath the trench coats. Harris wore a military bandolier and a white T-shirt with the inscription Natural Selection in black letters. Clive Bold wore a black T-shirt with Wrath in red letters. Cafeteria bombs failed to detonate, and and had those explosives detonated as intended, they would have killed or severely wounded the 488 students in the cafeteria and damaged the school structure, collapsing the library into the cafeteria. Uh, All right, I'll get get this one. All right. But still, that 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 is that is I, I'm so happy that it didn't have. I mean, it's still bad, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things that it, man, it, it could have been like the world's worst fucking thing happening. I mean, oh, yeah. it still was the worst thing that could happen, but it could have been a lot, lot worse. Uh, at eleven nineteen a.m., seventeen-year-old uh, Rachel Scott and her friend uh, Richard Casto. Uh, is that it? Castaldo. Castaldo. Uh, we're having lunch sitting into the grass next to the west uh, entrance of the school. Cobalt threw a uh, pipe bomb towards the parking lot. The bomb only partially detonated, causing uh, it to give off smoke. Castello. How do you pronounce that? Castello. Castaldo. 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 Richard uh, Castaldo. Though it was no more than a cruel single, uh, thinking it was only a, a crude singer, a singer prank. Likewise, several students during the incident first thought they were watching a prank. A witness reported hearing, go, go, before uh, Kybolt and Harris pulled their guns from beneath their uh, trench coats and began shooting. Scott was killed instantly when, it, when she was hit four times with rounds fired from Harris' carbine. One shot was into the left temple. Castaldo was shot eight times in the chest, arm, abdomen uh, by both. Harrison uh, Calbolt. Sorry. Get my nasal spray. That didn't sound good. He fell unconscious to the ground and was uh, left paralyzed below the chest. After firing twice, Calbolt. Uh, Tech 9 jammed and he was forced to temporarily cease shooting to fix it, which he did by reloading a new clip magazine uh, into the pistol. Meanwhile, Harris took off his trench coat and named his carbine down the west staircase in the direction of three students, Danielle Rothbrook, Sean Graves, and Lance Kirkland. Oh man, I, I took like several allergy medicines and it still 
freaking uh mess you want me to jump in no 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 i got it i got it i got okay, it okay okay uh william Devin sanders a teacher and coach at the school was in the cafeteria when he heard gunfire and began warning students harris turned west and fired seven shots in the direction of five students uh sitting on the grassy hillside adjacent to the steps opposite the west entrance of the school michael ja- uh, johnson was hit uh in the face leg and arm but ran and escaped uh mark taylor was shot in the chest arm and leg and fell to the ground where he faked uh fake being dead the other uh three escaped uninjured uh Kelbo, walked down the steps uh, towards the cafeteria. His first shot once the, uh, the body of Dan Rothberg uh, was with a shotgun. And he came up with Lance Kirkland, with, uh, who was already wounded and lying on the ground, weakling calling for help. Cobble said, sure, I'll help you. Then shot Kirkland in the jaw with his shotgun. Although nearly mm. injured. Oh, that's, that's fucking... That's brutal. Yeah. Uh, Kirkland uh, would survive, and he still fucking survived. Yeah. Jesus. Graves, paralyzed beneath the uh, waist, had crawled into a doorway of the cafeteria, uh, cafeteria west entrance and collapsed. He rubbed his uh, blood on his face and played dead. After shooting uh, Kirkland, Kelbo walked towards the cafeteria door he then stepped over the injured Graves and uh, to enter the cafeteria. Graves remember uh, Cabell saying, "Sorry, dude." Jesus, fucking psychos. Mm-hmm. Uh, only briefly entered the cafeteria and did not uh, shoot at several people still inside. Officials speculate that Cabell went uh, to check the propane bombs. Harris was still on top of the stairs shooting several. Uh, Severally wounded, paral- uh, partially paralyzed, 17, Aunt Marie Hoss- God. Hothchiller. Oh, let me see here. I passed you. Um, Hold on. I'll, I'll do the speaking space. Hothchiller. Hothchiller. It looks like Hothchiller. Yeah. As she tried to flee, uh, Kelbo came out of the cafeteria and went back up the stairs to join Harris. They each shot once at students uh, standing close to the soccer field, but did not hit anyone. They walked towards the West entrance, throwing pipe bombs in in several directions, including uh, onto the roof. Only a few of these uh, pipe bombs detonated. Whitney's heard one of them say, this is what we always wanted to do. This is awesome. Jeez. Meanwhile, art teacher uh, Patty Nelson was inside the school. She noticed the commons and walked in uh, towards the west entrance with star Brian Anderson. Nelson had intended to walk outside to tell the two students knock it off, thinking they were either filming a video or uh, pulling a student prank as Anderson opened the first set of double doors the gunman shot out the window, injuring him with flying glass. Nelson was hit in the shoulder with shrapnel. Anderson and uh, Nelson ran back down the hall into the library, and Nelson alerted the students 
inside uh, to the danger, telling them to get underneath the desk and keep silent. She dialed 911 and underneath uh, under the li- library's administration uh, counter. Anderson fell to the door, bleeding from his injuries, then hid inside the magazine room adjacent to the library. God, could you could you imagine that? This is this is literally. Uh, I mean, throughout this whole thing, they thought it was a prank. Yeah. And nowadays, if something like this happened, they would know what was going on and uh, plan adjacently. That's what a lot of people are actually uh, in talks right now. I mean, uh, what was it? I think North Carolina. I think North Carolina, again, mentioning that again. Mm -hmm. They are literally giving AR-15s to the administration. Yeah, Houston bought uh, bought guns for their schools too. Yeah, that that's 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 the way our world is getting, which is really sad. I mean, back in our day, well, you know, we used to have like what's even sadder than that is like back in the fifties and sixties, well, like forties and fifties, gun safety was taught in the schools. Yeah, and as much as I hate to give Russia props. They still teach their kids in their schools basic marksmanship and gun safety. There are Russian kids who could break down an AK-47 better than most grown-ass men. Yeah. And they can do it blindfolded. But, now, granted, that's a different culture, but you didn't see or hear or even find out about mass school shootings or mass shootings in general while we taught that in schools. Yeah. You know, so it's a different t- different day, different age, man. And I, I think at the at the at the root of it, the heart of it, it, it a lot of it boils down to parenting and what we allow our kids access to. I mean, you can say, oh, violent video games this, violent video games that, violent movies and, and you know, rap and blah. Instead of sticking your kid in front of a screen for hours on end, why don't you parent? Why don't you be an active part of their lives? Get them outside, get them playing, doing something active. Um, go hunting, uh, go to a range, learn how to respect the piece of machinery that is in front of you. Guns don't kill people. Bad people can kill people. And I know that's cliche. I know it's a bumper sticker. It's a platitude. It's whatever. But it's true. It's accurate. It's 100%. It all boils down to the parenting and it all boils down to the family model. And, and you could even, even so much as you could not necessarily point the finger out, but you can glance in the direction of the fact that the social engineering that is taking place in the political theater has caused the breakdown of the family model. There's not a father. There's not a mother at home. There's, there's single parents, there's divorces, there's, you know, Oh, you're pregnant. I'm going to, I'm out the door, you know, it, and it's because this has become a generational, you know, a systemic generational issue where we've got families not not being whole. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, you can be open minded. Well, you can also be so open minded that your brain falls out. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I allow my kids to play those games, but I put time limits on them. And and I'm in the room with them when they're playing it, or you know I'm I'm explaining to them the realities of those types of actions, 
And I'm reinforcing the fact that, yes, that is a fantasy. This is fictional versus nonfiction, which is happening in the real world. We get them out from behind those screens. We take them to the beach or we take them to the ballpark or we, you know, get them outside and we teach them the, 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 the virtue of, of good, honest, hard work. Like, you know, get out here and help me mow the grass or get out here and help me, you know, weed the garden, things of that nature, get out and throw a ball around. And, and I, I think that that parents over the years have gotten lazier and it's, and it's reflecting in, in the idea in, in the reality that we're seeing, we're seeing more mass shootings. We're seeing a more of an entitled mentality. We're seeing, you know, more of the, uh, intolerant tolerance uh crowd and, you know i know that that sounds weird but it's like the, the the people espousing tolerance are the most intolerant of everybody yeah and i know that it seems like we've kind of gotten off onto this huge tangent we're off into the weeds a little bit but to, to kind of bring it back around you know when i mean it like with uh uh, seventeen-year-old uh, Casey uh, Rus- uh, Rusek Geger. She was shot when, which passed completely through her right shoulder, and also grazing her neck and severing a major artery. She started gasping in pain, and Harris looked out over and said, "Quit your bitching." You know, I, and and it's <sighs> I mean. I mean, I mean, when you get people, I mean, we're talking about like when they're in the library. I mean, it's just like their 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 point of view. They're looking at this almost through the haze of we've been, you know, this this is what we think is normal. You know, this is this is something that we're just bringing to life. They know that the that the kind of damage that they're inflicting, they're seeing. You know, I mean, because when you you know that when a bullet hits somebody. You don't see just like a puff of smoke. You see red mist or sometimes even chunks of meat fly off of your target. You see a physical human being or a physical target being affected by the damage that that round does. And it's not because that gun looked at that person or was aimed at that person and decided, oh, I'm going to randomly go off 143 times. You pulled that trigger 143 times. And it doesn't matter what type of weapon you're using. You know, whether it's a nine millimeter, your bottom, the fact it blows my mind that they paid as much for that high point as they did, but nonetheless, whether it be a high point or your, your, you know, your Ruger Glock, it doesn't matter whether it's an AR-15, which is AR does not stand for assault rifle. For those of you keeping track at home, it stands for what? Armalite. Ah, look it up. Okay. Um, <laughs> now I, I, I blastered myself, but blastered is that a word? What is now? Screw it. So these guys, these these two dudes have have created this reality. Nobody did anything about it, and the people that did try to do something about it, when it got to the legal steps. They fell through the crack, or it was they taken were just, seriously. They were just barred from uh, from all the red tape that they had to uh, deal with. I mean, yeah, you know, and and it's like okay, it really has to be some kind of easier way of you know maybe maybe just bring these people around and it's like hey, 
separate them and do an investigation first. I mean, you could pull somebody off and uh, for the first, what was it, 48 hours, I think it is, that mm-hmm. you keep a person and, you know, do an investigation. I think it's 24 hours. You can hold somebody for 24, 24 hours, hours without charging them. Hours. It, might, it, it might be 48 hours now or it's 24 hours. Uh, we, can, we can talk. Yeah, about no, I think it's 24 hours without, without charging somebody. But if anything, we can talk to Tansy about it. Yeah. Now we have to be careful here because you can talk about vetting somebody. You can talk about investigating somebody. And then you start broken. You know, then you start creeping into that territory that, you know, the new buzzword is the red flag, right? Yeah. You get these red flag logs. The problem with the red flag, uh, red flag laws is the fact that anybody could point the, the authorities in somebody like you and I could talk about target practice at the range we can talk about you know returning fire with well-aimed fire we could talk about different scenarios based on our military experience somebody could hear that and they could call the authorities on and say hey these two guys were talking about returning fire well that 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 allows us to fall under the red flag law and they can come in and confiscate all of our weapons with no due process just based on the word of somebody else yeah that that's that's it's one of those things is a catch-22. The good idea is talk to the people, see how— You remember uh, that saying? Uh, you remember that saying is a great initiative, piss-poor execution? Exactly. Yeah. But you know, it, it's like the same thing to where, like, New York and California, to where you have to go to either the police department or the deputies uh, of that area, and you have to talk to them saying, hey— I, I'm trying to give you a good reason why I want a, uh, a, uh, a concealed carry or a carry permit. Or even in New York, you have to have a permit to have a gun in your own home mm-hmm. and to purchase a gun. And in places like Chicago, you have to have a freaking license to buy ammo. I had a guy that came from Chicago, and he was like – I was like, well, uh, do you – where do we go to to get our license to purchase ammo? I was like, purchase what? Ammo. Let's just go to the store, and I'll show you some yeah. magic trick. I grabbed the ammo. He's like, you don't even have to show a card or anything for the ammo? I was like, where are you from, Chicago? Makes sense, but what the hell, dude? Really? It, it, it freaking just, my whole head just went, what? You ha- Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, as Cynthia was telling me that. About uh, having to get a license to purchase ammo, I'm like, what the fuck is our freedom? But anyways, we'll get we'll get back to our stuff and (laughs) yeah. I mean, at the end of all of this, I mean, we could go into depth. Yeah, we'll 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 go in. We'll go into depths on Sunday. That's the whole. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into the particulars on Sunday. But I mean, as far as. Are we going to take the Alex Jones route and say it didn't happen? No, I'm not going to say that. I mean, because obviously this happened, and it's a tragedy, and it and it's uh, and it's due to the work of two individuals who should have had intervention way before. Now, I think they cheated families out of. The process, you know, out of the out of the uh, the the relief of due justice or due process, but at the same time, I think they saved the taxpayers a couple hundred thousand dollars 
Um, probably like at, at 12 8 p.m. Yeah. yeah, probably closer to that. Um, after leaving the library, Har- Harrison Clybold entered the science area where they caused a fire in an empty storage closet. It was extinguished by a teacher who had hidden in an adjacent room. Now, the gunman then proceeded towards the south hallway where they shot into an empty science room. At 11.44 a.m., they were captured on the school wait, security wait, cameras. Wait, 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 where, where are you at? Uh, all the way down. I'm at 11, uh, 11.22. I'm at 12.08. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm moving past the library. And it's not And it's not that I'm trying to – it's not that I'm passing over the victims in the library because I'm not trying to say that they're not worth talking about. Is the fact that – all of it was kind of a horrible, horrible thing. Yeah, it was horrible, horrible. And and I'm not I'm not trying to breathe what breathe life back into the actions of these two individuals by reciting the atrocities that they committed. Now, specifically the 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 target rich environment that the library served to be. Um now, the recording shows Harris crouching against the rail on the staircase and firing towards the propane uh, bombs left in the cafeteria. Now, in an unsuccessful, unsuccessful attempt to detonate them as Clybold approached the propane bomb and examined it, Harris took a drink from one of the cups left behind. He, uh, Clybold lit, lit a Molotov cocktail and threw it at the propane bomb, and about a minute later, the gallon of fuel attached to the bomb ignited, causing a fire that was extinguished by the fire sprinklers a few minutes later. Now, they left the cafeteria at 1146. Now, after leaving the cafeteria, they returned to the main north and south hallways of the school and fired several shots into the walls and ceilings as students and teachers hid in the rooms. Now, they walked through the south hallway into the main office before returning to the north hallway. At 1156, they returned to the cafeteria and briefly entered the school kitchen. They returned up the staircase and into the south hallway at 12 p.m. They reentered the library, which was empty of survivors except for the unconscious Patrick Ireland and the injured Lisa Crutz. Um, and when once inside at 1202, the police were, uh, were shot at again through the library windows and returned fire. Nobody was injured in the exchange, but by 1205, all gunfire from the school had ceased. By 1208, both gunmen had killed themselves. Harris sat down with his back to a bookshelf and fired his shotgun through the roof of his mouth. And Clybold went down on his knees and shot himself in the left temple with his Tech 9. An article by the Rocky Mountain News stated that Patty Nielsen overheard them shout one, two, three in unison just before a loud boom. Nielsen later said that she had never spoken with either one of the writers of the article. So mm. that's that's to me, that journalist should have probably lost their job because that's that's misinformation at its finest right there, just for the sheer sake of embellishment, right? Yeah. I call it artistic license, whatever. Artistic license doesn't apply when you're reporting actual news. Yeah. Um, and in 2002, the it, National it's Choir. One of the things that you should have, like, just uh, non biased through the whole thing. Right. Now, in 2002, the National Choir published the two, or two post mortem photos of Harris and Clybold in the library. Clybold's gun was underneath his body and was unseen, and, and so unseen in the photo, leading to speculation that Harris shot Clybold before killing himself. However, some of Clybold's blood was on Harris's legs. You know, also, just before shooting himself, Clybold lit a Molotov cocktail on a nearby table underneath where Patrick Ireland was laying, which caused the tabletop to momentarily catch fire. Underneath the scorched film of material was a piece of Harris's brain matter, suggesting 
Harris had shot himself by this point. Um, now we can get into the swap responses, Leewood Elementary, the boy in the window, you know, one bleeding to death. Um, we can get into the different radio calls and, and, and breakdowns of the timeline. I think we can do that a little bit more in depth on Sunday when we've got the subject matter uh, expert, you know, on, on, on the show with us. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Sunday is just going to be what we're talking about, like gun rights and stuff like that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, we can break down this timeline later um, because I, I think, I mean, to that, I mean, we probably, I, to me, I would say at the very least. Actually, we can I mean, call it on the on this one and everything. Yeah, we can. Well, yeah, we can just... But for my own, my, my own personal curiosity, for my own... Uh, I don't know. It's going to bother me. You know, I want to look at the timeline, the way that it broke down, and I want to try to get as much of a picture as I possibly can. So, um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just if anything else, for my from for for the furthering of my own education on this, but um, because this is one of the things that happened, and I didn't go in depth into it until like a couple of days ago when I started doing the research. Yeah, which uh, on this and that, and I just wanted to try out the whole uh live stuff and see how it runs and everything see if we want to do more of it because tansy actually told me uh another site that he said it uh, works a little bit better this reason why they didn't use zoom because it looked yeah crappy. but uh that, and, and i wanted to check this out when I, honestly i wanted to see if this new camera app on the, yeah. the new mac ios this, is, this is more or less a test run and everything like that if anything yeah we'll again uh next week uh We'll do this as uh, part one and we'll do part two. Uh, but you know what's really strange? Because he, he the, the whole reason why I got a hold of Tansy and everything like that was because on, uh, I think it's called the night shift one. Uh, mm-hmm. They were talking about, uh, it, uh, they were talk- I was listening to the Acid King and he was talking. Hey, it's the whole reason why I wanted to do the call my highest because I just, it, yeah. I like, you know what? We haven't done that one yet. And that was kind of a, 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 really messed up one and it was a couple of psychopaths and everything like that but it it was also the thing is is uh kybalt's mother does ted talks could you could you fucking imagine that just hey i'm a f- and, and and well if anything she would probably be one of the people that are more qualified to do ted talks no because... no think about it okay okay Wait, or is she defending her son no think about it this way uh is going into talks of hey and this is the word of tansy and it makes sense in a way is hey this is how you uh how i was a shitty parent and everything like that i mean you can take it at at that but he he says he doesn't want to listen to shit and i I totally agree with him on that well i mean i get it and and i'm not curious to see but you know, I you would almost think that she's like, "Hey, learn from my mistakes," kind of a TED talk. I uh, I hope so. I, I'm not going to listen to it, but it, it's one of those things. It's it's kind of a open ended. Is it one of those? Uh, no, no, no. This could have been this could have been done better in an email, kind of a thing. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. It's it's like this. Okay. Uh, my brother-in-law Kenny. Uh, we were about to go out. He wanted to finish the uh. He was watching Titanic and he's watching the whole thing. It was at that scene to where they're doing the camera camera angles on the boat and the iceberg and everything like that. And he was literally on the edge of his seat. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, dude, really? The boat sinks. Spoiler alert. Well, I didn't do spoiler alert because we didn't do spoiler alert back then. I was like, spoiler alert. The boat sinks. It's in the history books. Mm-hmm. And it's like his his mind just goes bloom. It's like one of those things is you see it and you go up and going, oh, maybe I should watch. Who's this? And you look at him up. It was like, oh, she's a shitty parent. I don't need to go look at this uh, TED talk. I already know. It's like you don't you don't really need to know because you've already seen the whole fucking thing of why she's a shitty parent. Yeah. I mean, you go like you can't do like, hey, maybe I should take steps, see what she did wrong, take steps. No, you don't. All you have to do is treat your kid right. Make sure you know what he, what's going on in his life. If anything, and this is what my parents did, they hung out with my friends and they found out if anything uh jason a uh, guy in uh uh one of my best friends from high school even to this day he says he's like i'm so glad that your dad took the time of saying hey stay uh stay over at my uh our place you're gonna have a sleepover during the week we'll take you to school because your dad had a hard day and uh, we all know your dad He's a little bit aggressive. Mm-hmm. We all know what that means back in that day. Uh, so stay over here. My dad probably prevented uh, a fucking uh, kid from going to be a shit pump later yeah. in life. And that's how it was. I mean, there there's some people that could have uh, done that and gone up and said, it's, it's like if, uh, your ca- kid came to me while you're, you're in Houston and everything is like, Hey, I need a place to stay. There's a couch. There's a bed. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. I know you, you know what I find funny go, about Ted talk. So I think it's the most mis- misapplied or misused, uh, term, you know, cause we're always talking about like, you know, I mean, it's always done in a sarcastic tone. It's like, somebody's made an obvious scientific discovery it's like oh thanks for coming to my ted talk yeah um i mean it's technology entertainment design right (laughs) and i'm just sitting there going huh okay (laughs) what is it technology entertainment and design see i was going to ask you to see if it was like uh, that it was like an abbreviation or something like that and yeah i mean it is it's um it's a conference i think they still go on like yeah they go on all the time yeah so i watch i've actually watched a lot of them i watched dan cummings doing one about cycles i watched uh uh yeah but it's like it's one general from sweden how he said it's like my artistic uh uh yeah i get bad gas after i eat mexican food but i guess uh we're not you know i guess we're not ready to uh you know we're not i guess we're not ready to talk about how bad you stink it up when you're in there shitting in the bathroom without the fan and without the fan on but i guess you're not ready for that ted talk you know it's like yeah people, it's, it, joke, it's just but... so misused i know it's it's i just thought i thought it was kind of funny <laughs> but it, you know it's... we got to eject a little bit of nerd and do it every every bit of every show <laughs> know, right but uh we'll we'll do a part two and i'll label this part one uh because this uh dark and after this one uh what i want to do is i want to do a uh the oklahoma city bottoming oh yeah yeah have you been to that memorial up there no 
Oh, dude, I win. It's very, very solemn. Um, they've got uh, chairs, like child-sized chairs, where they where the nursery was. Oh, yeah, and they've got a chair for every victim mm. that died in the bombing. That that um, was another that was another shit bag. Shit yeah, bag. Timothy McVeigh. Yeah, yeah. yeah we it, used the gas chamber on him though, didn't we? I think we did. Yeah. Uh, I'll look at it. And yeah, look. but anyways, um, yeah, um, I'm gonna let's see. Damn, it's already so it's almost seven o'clock. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do the rest of the night. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> well, um, there, there's that there's that uh there's a thing on Netflix with uh, Jamie Fox is a comedy uh, about a vampire hunter. Cause after, oh yeah, after yeah, 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 it, yeah, yeah. After yeah, I, I uh, watched uh, that when I when day I, job or something. No, it was a day shift. Uh, day shift, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what? I think I, you know I might funny? check that out. You know what's funny is like uh, after I was like I watched the trailer or anything. You know what I ended up watching? I haven't seen forever. What's that? John Carpenter's Vampires. Oh wow, yeah. I didn't even yeah. thought about that in a minute. Oh hey, um, I know that my my mother in law she she listens to these shows every once in a while um if you listen to this one mama happy anniversary um yeah dude they've, been, the married, one that she, they've that, been married for 44 years yeah yeah she she was the one that requested about a month ago she requested a pg rated show so yeah but no and, the, and we were doing such a good job it was G. still calling it was a didn't cuss no we didn't cuss so we'll, we'll just say it, it yeah cuss. we'll just say it was a g-rated show it might have been PG because it joke. was PG, but we jumped oh, right over PG, into the far end of PG thirteen. They do a Colin lot of dropped uh, his, old jokes in G rated movies. They do, but we 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 ventured way off into almost well PG thirteen area when Colin dropped his joke about no because it's us and G rated. You could actually do that joke. That's what's really right sad. up until the very end when I was just like, damn. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, oh, you did. You did do that. <laughs> so, oh, we were doing so good until Colin sent it right off on the rails or right off the rails. But, um, well, ladies we'll- and gentlemen, that that's a wrap for this week. Um, I'm Johnny Skelton. I'm David Dickerman. And until next week, have fun, be good, or be good at it. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. We know, yes, that doesn't leave a whole lot for the imagination. But we believe in the angry faithful. We know that your creativity and ingenuity match no other and is unrivaled throughout the course of human history. So later on, folks.